the High Point of Grace, a 25-day devotional through the Christmas season. Isaiah 9, 6-7 For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. When would this end? Again, his carpentry shop was defiled by those rude Roman soldiers. It wasn't the taxes they took or their smug demeanor as they came in and demanded to collect their extremely inflated taxes. It was no wonder the Jews lived the way they did, a far cry from the days of King David. No, what bothered Joseph the most was their insults. Every time they came into the shop, they insulted him and any other Jew within earshot. Who were they to look down on him? Joseph worked hard as a carpenter. He made an honest wage. He honored Yahweh and followed the law. But it didn't matter. Since he was a Jew, they mocked him, scoffed at him, and hurled insults in his direction. They couldn't just come in and collect their taxes and be on their way. No, they had to make sure he knew they were better than him. They were in charge. They had the support of the government behind them. They made sure he knew he was a lowly Jew who owed his very existence to their generosity that allowed him to live in their city, have his carpenter shop, conduct business, and keep a roof over his head. Joseph often thought of the words of Isaiah. A son from the line of David would be born, and the government would be on his shoulders. Under the rule and reign of this king, there would be justice and righteousness. This king would bring peace, hope, and comfort. Joseph would just settle for being left alone. He didn't choose to be born a Jew, and he wasn't ashamed of his birthright either. He may be a lowly carpenter, but he was proud to be a part of the Israelite nation. In fact, despite being under Roman rule, Israel had a proud history of watching God move on their behalf. Even though there were dark days in the story, Joseph was still honored to be a Jew. In fact, Joseph even had the added privilege of being in the bloodline of David. But as he thought about his encounter with the Roman soldiers earlier in the carpenter shop, Joseph knew the days Isaiah talked about were still far off. Even if a son would be born today, he would have to grow up and somehow rise to the throne. But what throne would that even be? The Romans would never allow the Jews to have a king. The closest thing they had was King Herod, but he wasn't a king, at least not one worthy of the likes of David. Herod was just a puppet for the Romans. He was cruel and curried favor with the Jewish people by cutting their taxes and renovating the temple. All the while, he was bringing the Jews under heavier Roman rule. No, the days of this king that Isaiah described as a wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and prince of peace were not going to happen in his lifetime. Joseph knew he would live his life under Roman rule and not see a true king rise to lead the nation of Israel. He'd come to grips with that, though. On the other hand, he was considering asking a young lady, Mary, to be his wife. One day they would have children and he would like to see a better world for them. Maybe someday he would have a son who would see a great Jewish king ascend to the throne. Maybe. 
God has done stranger things before. For us as Americans, Christmas always falls in the wake of an election season. In the years where there is a presidential election, it feels like some of us are licking our wounds from a brutal round of ads, debates, and arguments, while others are gloating over their victory. Either way, there's no doubt our government does more to divide our country than bring us together at times. Even still, some would argue democracy is the best government system we have in the world. The reality is is that no government is going to be perfect. Whether it's a dictatorship or a democracy, all we have are governments that are built by people, and people are flawed. Even the best of us cannot create a perfect government system that works completely for all people. That is, if you're focused on your American citizenship. If you focus on your heavenly citizenship, you will find a place where justice and righteousness reign. A place where all people are created equal despite the color of their skin, the size of their bank account, the language they speak, or the side of the tracks they live on. In the kingdom of heaven, everyone is a child of God who was redeemed to their creator through the sacrifice of a gentle baby who innocently peered out from the manger. Today, I want to encourage you to take time to do two things. First, pray for our country and our government leaders at all levels. Whether you voted for them or not, whether you agree with them or not, whether you like them or not, pray for them because they're children of God who need his guidance just like you and I do. Second, consider how you will go through today differently, keeping in mind you are first a citizen of the kingdom of God, the kingdom where peace abounds and righteousness is the foundation of its existence. Will you extend peace more freely? Will you make different choices? Will you be more generous, patient, and forgiving? How will you live differently today since you are a citizen of God's kingdom? 